You are tuning in to the Milk Carton Series. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today we are going to be discussing the girl in the box. It was May 19, 1977, when a young, attractive, and adventurous girl by the name of Colleen Stan decided to hitchhike from her house in Eugene, Oregon to her friend's birthday party in Westwood, Northern California. Little did this 20-year-old know this would change her life for the next seven years. This one incident, one incident changed her life. Colleen was a regular hitchhiker, so she knew how to trust her instincts to pick safe rides on any of these trips. But this particular spring trip was very different for her. After turning down some rides, it was a blue van driven by a man with his wife and baby. They pulled over and Stan believed that these people were really nice. I mean, you have a man and his wife and their baby. Who wouldn't think this would be a safe ride? But little did she know. This was something that was planned from the beginning. So this story takes focus on 23-year-old Cameron Hooker and 19-year-old Janice Hooker. These two were married, and like I said previously, they plotted to kidnap women and to go down this route. But what's so ironic is Cameron had signs of being a sadistic what I call people crazy, nasty, um, people who are really heavily involved into sex acts. And when he first met Janice, he had these, these emotions of where it first began. He wanted Janice to do different positions. He wanted to use toys, whips, strangle her, all different things that she really was not really into. But Janice wanted a baby, and this is where it leads up to Colleen. So in order for Janice to get a baby, she had to make a deal with Cameron. Cameron says, if you want a baby, you need to do this for me. And this is where we bring in Colleen. So after their baby was about a year, Janice and Cameron ployed together to find someone hitchhiking out there. So on May of 1977, this is when, like I said, the agreement had to finally be made. They were driving with their baby and ironically, they spotted Colleen. And unbeknownst to Colleen, she wasn't taken back by Cameron and Janice because one, they were a couple and they had a baby in the back seat. So nothing was really startling. I mean, who in their right mind would be startled if you're hitchhiking? You're thinking, oh, this is a loving family. But little did Colleen know she was about to be in a world of trouble. As soon as they pulled off the highway, Cameron threatened Colleen with a knife and locked her in what they called a wooden head box. He designed this wooden head box and kept it in his car for this occasion. He did this so that When the person gets in the vehicle, they can automatically get the head box on and they cannot take it off. And this allows them, so the person is not screaming, getting other people's attention. 
I could not imagine what Colleen was thinking in this very moment. So when they returned to their home, of course, Colleen still had this head box on her head. And once they got there, this is where it like really changed for Colleen. Like from the get-go, I feel like when she got there, they stripped her naked, they blindfolded her, and then they had her kind of like, you know, what I call um, people who, who deal with like not necessary handcuffs, but those things where you can kind of be like swung, if you guys know what I mean, if you're a little raunchy, <laughs> those things where she's kind of like being able to hang from something. And they did that to Colleen. And over the next seven years, she was subjected to a lot of torture where she was whipped, electrocuted, she was raped, you know, it was just a lot that went on. And not only that, she was also chained up literally all day. And while being changed, chained up all day, she had to sleep under their bed in what they called a coffin-like style bed box. Not even a bed. It was basically a box where you you don't have any room. Like, she, when I was reading an article, she basically was saying how she basically kind of had like to kneel in a sense in order for her to get comfortable. Ben, because as time went on, Cameron had Janice type up what they called a slave contract for Colleen to sign. And after signing this contract, amongst many other things that she had to endure, this contract was to basically let her know what she was to do, where her freedom lied. Um, She was no longer called Colleen. She was called K, the letter K. (laughs) And she had to refer to Cameron and Janice as master and ma'am. And it's just like, I just cannot believe what she had to endure. She was literally locked up for about 23 hours at a time being in this household and being subjected to Cameron with all of his many sex acts. And during this time, Cameron even lied to Colleen and told her that he was in an underground organization known as The Company and that if she ever tried to escape, his associates would track her down and kill her family. Because many have questioned like, why didn't she try to run away? Well, you have to kind of put yourself in their shoes. Uh, not a lot of people are brave. They're not really strong enough to leave. Like they're petrified, you know, especially if someone has threatened you and you have been in this situation for so many years and you've been looking for an out and there has not really been an opportunity. I mean, look at the three girls that were captured by that man in his home and they lived there for over a decade. Sometimes there's not a right opportunity and sometimes it has to happen at a right moment. Um, And that's just the crazy thing about some of these stories when a lot of women are being kidnapped, you know, people are so quick to say these things, but they don't put themselves in the individual's shoes and how you can also be afraid, very petrified of what is happening. And then you got to think about it. Colleen stayed in a box, guys, a freaking box. I'm not saying she was able to like roam around and all of that. And this in the very beginning, Colleen had to sleep in a box, literally under their bed, which was locked. 
She was in this box for more than 23 hours in a day. Can you imagine? Like we're currently going through a quarantine, being locked in the house, but that is nothing compared to being trapped in a damn box at all. And I think with Colleen is, you know, she was like, well, these people are going to come kill my family. I got to protect my family. So in order for them to be safe, I'm just going to have to stay here until I can get an out. But I think Cameron was so confident in this that he overplayed his hand and he overplayed his hand because he forgot about his wife. He forgot about his wife so much that he was willing in trying to, you know, convey Janice and making Colleen a second wife. This is how sick this man was. He wasn't even thinking about the one person who could unload or unleash everything that he has been currently doing. And at that point, Janice was at her breaking point. You know, she was tired. She was fed up. And what does she do? She goes to her pastor. She basically pours her heart out to her pastor who urges her to get away immediately. And I think at this point, this is where the game changed. And a lot of people can say about Janice, well, why didn't Janice do anything? I even said this, but as I read onto this story, I can understand. Janice was a very shy and timid woman. When she met Cameron, she did not have a lot of self-esteem. And when she got with him, it was like, oh, I got, I'm with someone, you know, like I'm on them. You know how like you ever met someone who's very clingy and when they finally get a boyfriend or a girlfriend, they really don't know how to handle it because they're not used to that type of relationship or they're not used to someone taking onto them. And this is basically who Janice was. And let's not forget that I don't think I, I, didn't, I didn't put this in this, but if you guys watch my actual video that I do on my YouTube, because I kind of did this separate, I also break down how when he met Janice, Janice was underage. He was 19 years old. So think about that. Think about the mentality that Janice went through with dating someone who was about four to five years older than her back in in these times of 1990s. You know, it's like no one's really thinking about age. You know, age wasn't really a factor probably in the 70s versus how we are in 2020. But Janice was done. Janice was fed up. So she decides that she couldn't take it anymore and she tells Colleen everything. She breaks it down to Colleen that everything has been a lie and that there was also another woman where this kind of happened. But I think with the woman, they ended up killing her. But they, but it's crazy is they don't really go into full detail. And so Janice basically frees Colleen. Colleen is free. And she tells Cameron that I'm gone. And it has been reported that uh, Cameron, he cried when Colleen, not Colleen, um, when Janice called him to let him know what had taken place. So a few months later, after Colleen and Janice basically break away from Cameron, she finally reports him to the police. Both Janice and Colleen took the stand at the trial. They delivered emotional testimonies that recounted the abuse they had suffered at the hands of Cameron. Janice even confessed that her husband had tortured and killed another girl whose name is Marie Elizabeth Spanhike back in 1976. Cameron's defense team basically tried to make Colleen look like a willing accomplice 
not accomplice, but (laughs) being in compliance with everything that he was doing. His lawyers also claimed that although Hooker had indeed kidnapped Colleen, the sexual acts were very consensual and she shouldn't have basically considered it criminal. But you kidnapped her. You raped her. You locked this girl in a freaking box for 23 hours a day. And what was so weird to me, right, his his team also tried to bring in a psychiatrist and they basically tried to they tried to paint a picture like as if what she went through was in the same token of a drill sergeant or marine recruit went through each day but the judge interrupted that argument as he or she should because that is absurd <laughs> But the jury did take three days to deliberate before finding him guilty on seven of eight counts, including kidnapping and rape. He received a series of sentences that amounted to a total of 104 years in prison. After the verdict was announced, the judge made a remarkable personal statement. He personally thanked the jury for, you know, rejecting the defense psychiatrist claims and then he went on to declare Cameron Hooker the most dangerous psychopath he ever had to deal with and he will be a danger to women as long as he is alive and that I feel like that's very true because given the stance that if maybe Colleen wouldn't have gotten away he would have probably kidnapped more women and done the same thing to them but thankfully his wife you know stood up and took not only the situation in hand, but took back her life. Like, you know, you let this man control you, let him, you know, do things to you as well and make and belittle you as his wife. Um, But Cameron also tried to appeal the verdict and he cited the judge's opinions and the basically the appellate court denied this claim and it was just like, whatever. (laughs) In 2015, he tried to undergo California's California elderly parole program, but he was denied again, and he continues to serve his century-long sentence. And if you're wondering how Colleen is doing, Colleen is actually doing well, despite everything that she had went through. I read that, you know, she has children, she's taking care of her grandchildren, she was married, but she's not anymore. But, you know, she kind of moved on with her life since this occurred. And there is a movie that was um, not dedicated, but I wouldn't want to say dedicated, but that talks about her story. If you guys want to check it out, it's called The Girl in the Box. Not The Girl, I just put The, but it's called Girl in the Box if you want to check it out. I believe it's on Amazon Prime if you have it, or you can just rent it if you want to, or maybe look up some free movie sites as well. But that is pretty much Colleen Stan's story. She endured a lot, you know, she was in a box, she was brutally tortured and raped for over a seven-year period, and I'm just really happy that she was able to have a life a life outside of everything that she endured and she was able to tell her story and she was able to you know inspire many that you know you have to keep pushing and being strong and brave and I understand it's not always easy I have never been in a situation as such but I feel like she's she's truly you know truly someone you want to look up to especially if you know someone going through who have went through something similar 
So yeah, that is pretty much Colleen Stan's story. I hope you guys are staying bunkered down in this coronavirus. I know it's been a while, but I hope you guys are just enjoying this time with your family and just being grateful and thankful in this season of our life. I know this too shall pass and I know we'll be back really soon. So guys, I will see you on the next episode and don't forget to go to YouTube if you want to check out the video. I kind of show photos of her. Pretty soon I will have a website dedicated to the milk carton series, but until then, go check out the video. I always try to do a video with every story that I cover. So guys, I'll see you.